Welcome to Your Music Saved Us, where two friends blast ourselves into the past to relive and recontextualize the alternative Christian music we grew up listening to in the 1990s. My name is Jay, and with me uh, is Clifton and someone else. Yeah. Clifton, who's going to be with us today? We are about to uh, uh, have a conversation with Jonathan Caro from Bloodshed, Stairwell, those are the big ones, uh, but a bunch of other bands over the years. And yeah, it's, it's going to be a good, fun time. Great. Looking forward to it. All right. Well, let's get into that. I enjoy uh, you guys show. I listen to many of those episodes. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> Thank you. We appreciate it. Yeah, it's, I, it's good analysis about a bunch of <laughs> music there. That's it's good. Super good. Sometimes I wonder if we have more former band members listening to us than we have. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Other people. <laughs> and Jonathan, what yeah. what's your current job? Like, what what's your life like in the present now? I went on a tangent career-wise that I never thought I'd end up in. So I ended up in security, and okay. I was going to go towards the public safety sector. Um and I was training to do that, and with a some life uh, altering situa- uh, situation uh, situations that happened, um, I said, ah, "Okay, I guess I'm gonna go another route," which is back towards my my passion. So, yeah. So I just that's where I decided to go. So now I'm just deeply heavy heavily and taking advantage of it since being my location. I'm only 30 miles away from L- L.A. and Hollywood. Oh, cool. you know, that I'm like, let me just try the film industry, you know, and it's cool. just always something inside I've always, always wanted to do, but feared to try it out. You know, yeah. I was always, always scared to try it. It seemed impossible to do, but with some uh, people I met that were really encouraging, um, they said, you can totally do this. And I'm like, shoot, might as well just try it. So <laughs> now I'm heavily into that. And that's my course now. So, oh, cool. yeah. Nice. All right. So, are you um are are you originally from uh, Orange County? No, uh, I grew up uh, in uh, in LA County. Okay. At the most east, not the East LA that you hear from movies, because uh, yeah, that's that's pretty rough. <laughs> <laughs> but on the edge of LA County, so San Gabriel Valley. Okay. Uh, I grew up in a town called Hacienda Heights, and uh, and so that's like about pretty much like thirty miles uh, east of Los Angeles in downtown. Okay. Yeah. And did you grow up in the church? I grew up, uh, as many other uh, you know, like Filipinos have done, uh, grew up in a Catholic home. Okay. But then uh, my brother, he became, uh, he, he was, uh, became Christian. And I followed suit uh, at around 10, the age of 10. Because I just, what I noticed with, the, uh, with that, with the people, because uh, I, I I we started in the Calvary circuit, so uh, Calvary Chapel, Golden Springs. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, at the time it was Calvary Chapel, uh, West Covina. So this pastor called Raul Reese. So that was like my first uh, church I, I've been a part of. And there's there's a little smaller churches that were that we were checking out, but that was like the first main one I ever decided to go to. And okay. um, yeah, so ever since I was ten, um, pretty much was was Christian from there. I just saw that the people there seemed more passionate about their faith. Mm-hmm. And so I, I said, you know, they seem more pleasant than, you know, the regular service of the Catholic church seemed rather mellow. And I was like, <laughs> you know, and also it, it just, it seemed like the other people, uh, 
you know, a lot of Christians at the time that when I, where I was going, like were um, seemed more charismatic about what they believed in. Cool. So I like that, you know, I was like, Hey, you know, I really believe in God and I'm excited about it. And these people were excited about it as well, you know, but, you know, as growing up now, I'm starting to learn different things, but yeah. But you know. yeah, sure. Uh, did, were you in youth group? Did you guys have like a youth group type thing? Um, so you you had to as as typically you would go through uh, thing. I just uh, we call it a catechism. Yeah. Am I saying it right? Gosh, it's so long. Yeah, so, so we'll, we'll go to the classes, you know, with that. And I forget how many years you're supposed to be a part of that. Uh, so that was like kind of like yeah, we, that was my youth group for that. And then, um, then moving forward as just saying, yeah, I'm just Christian, you know, um, or quote unquote Protestant or whatever. Um, you know, I joined a bunch of other youth groups and naturally I always end up on the youth group band. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The, the music, the youth group leader was like, Hey man, you got to join the band. And I'm like, I don't know. I got other bands I'm doing right now. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, I was part of, uh, other youth groups, um, in my, oh, cool. in my day. So yeah we, we we spend a lot of time talking about uh about youth group and stuff on our podcast obviously because yeah. there's uh that's kind of when most most uh i think of us were introduced to uh this uh, you know alternative christian music when we were growing up um and so it kind of that's kind of the time period where uh we were we were also being shaped by the music as in addition to the to the to the youth group and stuff like that you know yeah oh yeah for sure yeah yeah okay um so so we're gonna go back and forth here on some kind of questions uh what kind of music did you listen to growing up or like you know bef- like before your teenage years for my teenage years uh my first song that i can very very like i can like clear is that that's the top that's the what's sorry at the top of my head uh was uh stephen wonder yeah I just called to say I love you. <laughs> nice. nice. Yeah, I love that song, and that's the first song that I would, uh, you know, persistent, persistently sing, you know, throughout uh, that time when I was like super young. I was like four or five. <laughs> cool. Um, and then I uh, and I was exposed to the Monkees, and I was watching that show. Oh yeah. On, on, the, on the telly, you know, and, and look forward to that and any, anything they sang, mostly the Davy Davy Jones. <laughs> uh, uh stuff you know a cheer up sleepy jean right that, uh i would sing that um a lot of parties i was hired because that's the only way they would make me sing they would pay me 20 bucks to sing bet midler uh, <laughs> wings nice. beneath my wings yeah oh nice <laughs> I, was a, I was a bet Midler fan and i did cry when i watched finished watching beaches sure sure i have i have two sisters so i grew up watching beaches also okay <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, uh, I got into, uh, Bobby Brown, you know, that era R and B stuff. So, um, so that's where I got a lot of my singing influence. Uh, it's a really clean style, which will be connected by, I'm sure we'll get to <laughs> later on. I learned yeah. so this proper singing, uh, really clean vocal kind of thing was an influence on me, you know, mm. and it eventually would go down go down the road in my music career. Um, uh, and also parallel to that, you know, I, I, you know, with my parents working, you know, 
the nine to five being away when I'm out of school at that time, I would, you know, I sat in front of TV watching MTV and there really goes <laughs> all those classic videos, you know, yeah. from video killed the radio stars. I, mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. So I, I became a fan of whatever that was that was on that, you know, on at that time uh, through MTV. And I, I was also uh, around when I was like five or five years old, I think. Uh, my brother, he he's like a chameleon. So he got into almost every genre. So, you know, got punk R&B. That's how that's probably the influence on me, too. That's why I got into R&B as well. You know, rap. He was a big fan of Prince. You know, he bought the like the same guitar as Prince. And, <laughs> you know, he, he really valued that. It got stolen, though, unfortunately. The Telecaster? Um, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, they, they left in the back of a hatchback. That idea. <laughs> uh, so, you know, he was in so many different genres, too. And, you know, that obviously that was an influence on me. And one of it was punk. And early on, you know, I just remember hearing uh, some crazy racket in the garage. After I watched Back to the Future, by the way, which <laughs> more nostalgia there. Uh, and I'd seen this guy with a leather jacket that's screaming his head off. And he's angry. I was like, oh, man, this is intense. I, I like this. I don't know what the heck this is, but, you know, it's a lot faster and louder than when I was watching on MTV. And uh, I became, uh, I, I liked it a lot. So I was influenced by, I got into punk uh, early on then around that time too, because oh, cool. they were practicing in the garage. Um, they're actually, I forgot the name, but a band that led to that was called The Rebellious Behavior. That was, huh. uh, that was like the band that followed suit. Yeah. And, what, uh, okay, what, year, what year do you think this was? That, um, so they, that band, whatever I saw, I forgot the name of what it was. Um, so 86, 87, that's when that rebellious behavior, I think, like, I believe started coming around. Okay. And that's my brother's band. So he was a bass player. Oh, cool. And, uh, yeah. So, yeah. So around that time, I was listening to punk at the same time. I was into like um, the R&B you know, Bobby Brown or whatever, Belle Bill DeVoe kind of stuff. Yeah. And then, um, and then my first actual rock single I bought was R.E.M.'s uh, Losing My Religion. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, oh, I played that song crazy. Oh, cool. Yeah. It, so- it sounds like your, your love for music started early and you had a bunch of good influences in your oh, life. Yeah. yeah very early on. <laughs> well, very cool. I, in fact, I see I see a bass guitar and a Telecaster in your background. Yes, yeah, <laughs> they're both Squire Infinity series. I for some reason I prefer that over the actual. Um, yeah, those are those are good guitars, track. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah, they're great. I I had own actual Telecasters, and I'm like I end up selling it for some reason, sticking <laughs> around. So interesting, cool, cool. Yeah, like the, the bass, the the bass there, like the action. I it and never felt anything better than that one. Yeah, I, I was playing at a at a guitar shop, and I'm like, "This action is so good, and it's sounding so good." I'm like, "Gosh, how much is this?" And I didn't really look at the brand. I mean, I didn't even look at what type what of it was. Yeah. It was. Yeah, and the guys, it's a Squire. I'm like, "What the heck?" <laughs> He's like, 200 bucks." I'm like, "All right, it's sold." You know? Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And then the Telecaster, it's an Affinity series, and uh, I didn't have a guitar at the time because I sold my uh, my SG. Mm-hmm. So I needed. You know something that was more that tele sound. I missed that sound, and at the time that the Affinity series are like the only thing I could afford, so I got that. So, yeah. Well, cool. Yeah, I, I have the uh, that uh, Jaguar bass from the Affinity series. Oh, nice! Or, awesome. It's pretty. It's pretty good bass. Yeah, I like oh, it. Sure. 
All right, we'll get back on subject here, though. <laughs> okay, yeah, no problem. So you got introduced to punk through your brother and yes. the band. When did you start really, like, listening to it and kind of deciding to, you know, quote-unquote, be in the scene or, or start a band and all that stuff? Uh, it, it really, uh, a key moment was uh, my first grade teacher uh, having everyone in the class giving them a, a, a classic classical guitar hmm. and teaching them basic chords. Oh, wow. That's Jeez. cool. Yeah. And with that, I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. And we're actually playing songs and we would go in the cafeteria and sing along. Um, what's that one song that we did? Uh, Lay down your head and cry. Tom Dooley. Yeah. We learned that song. That's a pretty dark song, actually. For first grade. <laughs> Yeah, we learned that song, and and uh, that's the one I remember quite uh, uh, vividly. And then you know, uh, taught us all the chords. And ever since then, I was just like, oh, this is something I want to continue doing. And and then with my brother, uh, he started asking me to play along. He was doing leading worship for a lot of like small groups and stuff. Mm. And so I started playing with that, and that's that's another part that had me move forward with that. And uh, and at the same time, my cousin was starting to, to drum and started to get into rock as well, influenced by his bigger brother, which is all our family, you know, yeah. all our cousins. So um, that uh, through my cousin, you know, I started jamming with him on bass and you know, he played the drums and um, we started building a good bond with that you know, yeah. as like a good cohesive team, a good rhythm section. Uh, and that eventually would lead to like, do starting that a band and stuff. Cool. Would that be justice? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Cool. Correct. Justice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. He, he, I, I, I've been meaning, we've been meaning to have him on. He sent a message a while back. Oh yeah. Video, with a video of him uh, listening to the, uh, to the bloodshed episode. <laughs> oh man. When he was here, when he, when he heard that mess uh, episode, he was just ecstatic, man. He was just like, <laughs> he was loving it, man. He's just like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe they're talking in detail about <laughs> Right. The EP and stuff, and I'm like, yeah, this is rad, huh? This is so cool. <laughs> yeah, I think I think well, let's let's get into Bloodshed because I think it's one of those it's one of those bands that you know didn't get probably didn't feel like it got attention at the time, but I can tell you that when I when I found uh, Fallbrook, you know, it was just it, it was a it was a big it was a big change for me. So oh, awesome. Yeah, cool. uh, let's get into it. Uh, how how yeah. did uh, Bloodshed come around? How did Bloodshed come around? So, as I said, I mentioned uh, my cousin, Justice's brother, H. Honorius. His name is Leonard. He's not going to like that. <laughs> <laughs> he named his, his name, he changed his name for, uh, for a reason. Um, so, he, he became Christian as well. So, we all kind of kind of like decided to, to claim the same faith and, and mm-hmm. stuff. And he started doing missions and, and stuff like to the Philippines and all that and so uh and then eventually when he came came back you know he started getting into christian music um he started doing um interviews so he got really into it like he got was a big fan of uh dakota dakota motor company yeah mm-hmm. i remember him doing an interview with with her she's awesome by the way like i met her down years down the line she's so cool in person um so yeah he really got into it and you know he eventually decided to start a band and that band um uh, was called out, outnumbered, which is on the helpless amongst friends one comp. Yeah, yeah. So um, that that crew, um, because he was a drummer for that, um, through them, 
I, I used, you know, I met, we started meeting, uh, you know, guys from Unashamed because um, they were all within the same circle and focused. Uh, and that's when that, that scene around that time was starting up, uh, playing Orange County uh, and also um, parts of LA County too and stuff. So like, I'm gonna interrupt you real fast. How, how yeah. old were you when you started going to these shows? I think it was a le- uh, 12. I think it was 12. Wow. That's crazy. My parents would never yeah. have let me do that, but okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe helped cause it helped because I was with my older cousin. Right? Maybe, yeah. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> actually, never mind. Um, oh, no. I would, there would be shows where I would go with my cousin H, but then there's a lot where I just went on my own yeah. uh, with my, other, my younger cousin. And um, yeah, I, I was already kind of independently. We would just hitch rides with other people and, yeah. and ask around. Like Jeff Jackaway, he would actually take me to some bloodshed shows and help me out because he was, he kind of lived in LA County as well. Oh, cool. and so he was, yeah, I'm on the way. So I'll pick you up. So I, I owe a lot of, I owe him a lot <laughs> for, for the rides early on. But um, yeah. So what? So yeah, now, now, now back to, uh, to how bloodshed came about, I guess. Okay. Um, okay, so um, so that scene, so within that group, you know, so you had Unashamed going on, uh, started barely, barely starting. We had that, you know, they came out with their demo, and then I, uh, I remember focused. My my f- first introduction to them was a was a uh, was at a. I remember this like uh, it was like it was like one of the best shows I've ever been, and an actual actual real first show too for me. Um, they played at some high school in Whittier. I think it was like Friendly Hills High School, something like that. I might be wrong, hmm. but I remember uh, focused played at a high school. Yeah, it was it was like their gym. <laughs> I, I remember that, <laughs> and it was like this high school had the same vibe as like you know in Back to Future that that yeah that um that that gym it had the same vibe yeah with Louis Lewis they yeah had, they had that the dance and it was packed with so many it was packed. So uh, you couldn't even move. There were so many people in there. I, I remember, and I remember seeing them playing, and they were playing that song "Walk Beside Me." If you ever knew, uh, and I, I was like, that song was so rad. Like it was, it was so good, really catchy. And um, I remember getting their demo from that, and I was a big fan ever since. You know, with Focus um, around that time, and um, so that was like the core group when when I was around, and then we started, and then. We started playing with other bands. Or a lot of them are on that comp, like Impact. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was a little bit later on, but that's definitely before '95. So with that, we just started playing shows everywhere. Um, all these, uh, mostly predominantly, uh, a, a lot of churches uh, all around Orange County and Long Beach, and, and uh, little bits of LA County. Um, and then, uh, so that was like the usual three that I remember. And then these some of these smaller bands that's that was, I sometimes I forget a little bit. Um, and I remember playing Kai hopping in, yeah. and it was a cool contrast uh, because you know we're all hardcore and here's this here's this band's kind of funky a little bit had a little funk and a little rock you know it was yeah, I liked it it was a different thing because uh, I always admired Luis's uh, slapping and and funky stuff because you know <laughs> before I got in hardcore I was in their Red Hot Chili Peppers and yeah some weird bands like infectious grooves you know they're from the suicidal tennessees i mean that's the kind of stuff i was into before because i got in the funk uh 
before joining uh, Bloodshed. Hmm. And that would become an issue later on. I was too funky <laughs> or hardcore. So the, like um, the guys were like, you got to stop the slapping, man. <laughs> so, so I had to stop. Um, but yeah, that was the core for a while. I remember. And then, you know, all these other bands started jumping on um, later on down, down the road, um, such as like uh, we run into POD, um, you know, you know, we know where they went. Uh, other bands. Gosh. Um, I forgot another band that came down from there. Oh man, I, I just remember that that was the core. And then already early on, not too long after that, you know, playing a bunch of shows with all these different bands, um, uh, Tooth and Nail started showing up, and uh, they were those guys were talking about Unashamed and Focus were talking about. Oh, we're we're getting signed. I'm like, awesome, cool, <laughs> you know, and. It's like oh yeah, it's some new label starting up. It's it's from Irvine, and I remember sure I remember going down to the offices too, down in Irvine. Um, oh. I forgot I forgot the address though. Uh, I forgot the location, the exact part of Irvine. But uh, for, uh, later on, uh, as we started playing, they eventually asked us, you know, hey, I think they're interested in signing you guys too. And I was like, oh cool, you know, I, this is like my first serious band, and already like. I'm, you know, I'm presented with this um, uh, record deal, you know, kind of. How old are you at this point? Uh, so when that started picking up, I think it was 14. Wow. wow. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. that year, because before that, uh, yeah, because that 95 was like when we went on the road with uh, Focus. Wow. Uh, and, and then, so we had to been recording uh, in uh 1994 for the with the white the the self-titled ep i think so because it came up before we went on tour 95 i believe so yeah i was i was i was still picking my nose at 14 okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah um yeah i forgot the studio we went to but um yeah we recorded with bob moon Mm -hmm. with that and we had early experience with them because of the comps like the first the Helpless Amongst Friends. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I forgot the timeline with the, the Helpless Amongst Friends stuff. But okay, I was gonna ask that. The first one was obviously uh, was with uh, uh, Bob Moon, and we recorded that song at the Green Room. Okay, yeah, oh, cool. I remember you guys speaking talking about that. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah so <laughs> we, we recorded there, um, and then the next one was that was the the second comp was at his uh, old own studio in Riverside. Okay. So, and a lot of band, I think a lot of uh, known recorded stuff on Tooth and Nail was recorded there as well. I think I believe. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the first Helpless Amongst Friends came out in '94. So. Okay. That was probably around the time you were, you guys were recording the the self titled EP. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That's and that's then, kinda, that's cool. Yeah, and then. Then that, and then I guess yeah, the following year, then we actually then had to be we were starting with the uh, the second comp mm-hmm. inside. Yeah, inside. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You let you you guys let off are are the first track on both of the uh, help us amongst friends. Uh, that, that's that's. <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, it was cool. I I think is it that was all due to just because we were we were on a first you know like we knew Brandon personally. Yeah. So and then he also. I think he was inclined to 
to start us off because it started so like strong in the beginning. So yeah. you like that. Yeah, like, they're 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 energetic songs and they also have more probably probably more melodic elements, I think, than yeah a, a lot of the stuff that comes later in the comps, you know. So I think that's a good mm-hmm. it's a it's a good nice song to suck you into the comp, right? <laughs> yeah. And and our sound and our direction dramatically changed within a year. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> John, he was always ahead of us. John Cottrell, the, the original songwriter, mm-hmm. was always way ahead of us in music than the fact that he eventually quit music <laughs> uh, pretty quick, quickly right. before us. And, we, and we're still actually, we're still doing this. So we never really quit. But, <laughs> but he went on to better things. <laughs> but, yeah, th- uh, those, those, those people who can seem to do anything, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, we that for like the first one, that first song on the the comp was really influenced by Earth Crisis. I have to admit, um, yeah, that's a big influence. You know, you know, one of their songs. Uh, what's that one song? Um, dang it, it's all E. What was? I don't know if you guys ever heard listen to them. Uh, I've never have no. Okay, yeah, there's this one song where just they play E for the majority of, like almost 100% <laughs> of the time. And so we kind of got that same idea from that. Okay. Um, and then the second one, um, we were kind of getting influenced by Helmet and stuff, and mm-hmm. that's a little more melodic. And so, yeah. Um, and hence, that's why, like, the second song is a little more, you know, we had that singing part that comes in, and that's the kind of direction we kind of wanted to go, okay. or, or, you know, around that time right. before we got influenced by other bands, you know. Yeah. So, so, so how how long was it from the the start of Bloodshed until you're recording that that self-titled EP? So, um, it's have to say that I remember we were playing for at least like so. I think from '92 or '93 is when we 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 started okay. getting together and jamming, and, and and it was just all just oh yeah, because we were working. You know, we had we came up with a demo. That's so, right. so a lot of it was just recording that demo and just playing all these shows for for the two for the two years before we started getting signed um and then so yeah pretty much i think from 1993 to 95 that's okay yeah man took you guys two years that's you're getting long pretty long in the tooth for a christian band to get discovered usually within six months they're uh i'm joking (laughs) oh yeah we always joke around because in the in the in the secular market it seems like it takes bands you know 10 years to get discovered in the the christian market it's like if you're not discovered within a year you're doing something wrong Uh, yeah yeah no totally (laughs) and you know and and it it, i think it's the factor too is just our vicinity within each other tooth and nail started in orange county yeah and he was starting uh a scene you know and mm-hmm. and gathering bands for his label and we all just happened so happened to be there you know around that time and so you knew you, that hardcore was picking up you know as you were starting bloodshed was there already kind of a christian music scene that you were part of or were you guys kind of creating that as yeah yeah there was it, like a number i know that's one of the the ones that i started going to shows with them mm-hmm. whatever they're part of um and i think early on they hooked up with pink guy Okay. Really to. And they were they were already started playing. Um some other bands there. Um there's a band uh, I don't know if anyone's heard that's called Raspberry Jam. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, I remember them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so they were around. We were, you know, we were out there around, so we we're, you know, 
uh, watching them, seeing them play. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm just totally blanking out on a lot of the bands. Okay, it's been a long time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so were, was Bloodshed playing mostly Christian shows, or were you playing, like, secular shows as well? Yeah. Um, early on, we were already playing a, a mixture of that. Okay. So, uh, like, uh, one of the bands that made a name for themselves called Ignite. Mm-hmm. And so we would play, uh, one of the places we played was kind of a neutral place. Like it was, it was a Catholic church, uh, called, uh, Seton Oberts. And, um, and yeah, Ignite, we played with Ignite and they're totally opposite, you know, straight edge and everything. But, uh, what's cool is that a lot of these bands that we were playing with were, were neutral. You know, we, we just focused on the positive, you know, putting, you know, other, other things aside and say, Hey, you know what? We're getting together as a music scene. Mm-hmm. Hey, you guys kind of have an issue with drugs, and and so do we, kind of thing. Or you know the abstinence from certain things, and so, yeah. um, so we got along uh, with that. You know, I um, with those with those beliefs. So you know, we, we kept it neutral. But there were still obviously other bands that were like hell, hell heck no. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there was a time where it, it seemed like it was just unity. We maybe hey. We're here just to enjoy music and together and this, you know, let's look at the positives. And yeah. it was cool. I, I really enjoyed that. And so we did play a mixture of, of um, secular shows and, and, and uh, it was, I felt, I felt accepted in that scene and That's it was cool. a good vibe. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. And so early on it, it was, it wasn't unusual for us to mix in with other, with other, um, with secular bands and not so yeah that was like a common thing oh cool um so after the um sorry after the first ep um what's his name sorry it's okay really thing sorry my notes are All right. So after the first EP, John left. Yes. Um, and and in fact, on the first EP, you wrote uh, the final song, right? Yeah. Yeah. So which which was my favorite song off of off of that? Uh, EP. Oh, cool. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, that was influenced by a uh, a non Christian band, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, really? Yeah. So oh. you hear the slapping in it. Yeah. That's clue, right? Okay. And so uh, on the their first debut album, uh, Mother's Milk, which uh, uh, there's an instrumental there where he's playing. Um, and it's it's all him, and he's playing all these high notes. And um, there's a trumpet in the background. Mm-hmm. And it's cool. It starts off really slow. It's really dynamic. And it just starts building up. It's an awesome instrumental song. And it really features Flea and his trumpet player, which mm-hmm. I think it happened to be Flea. It might be him too doing an overdub of trumpet because I think he plays trumpet as well. Hmm. And so, um, yeah, that, that had a heavy influence on that song. Oh, cool. And it, little... in, in, my, in my world, in my mind, Red Hot Chili Peppers invented the kind of rack, rack. I know it's not the only thing they did. They had like one song, but they kind of invented the rack, rap rock genre. And that's kind of unforgivable yeah. for me. So I've never. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And, I, and then there's a lot of things I, I grew up listening to that I start melding in, you know, um, 
throwing into a lot of the projects I did. So yeah. And so then you 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 uh, you, you after John left, you kind of became the primary songwriter for uh, for Bloodshed for the second EP. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I was writing stuff on the side, and then the guys were just kind of listening to what I was writing, and then you know I wrote that one at the end, mm-hmm. and I'm like, hey, you know, you're, you're pretty good at songwriting, and you know, you already, and you know, we like how you sing already, so, and we have no one else really to to kind of take the lead, so yeah, I took the lead on that. Well, cool. Out of necessity, you know, like, hey, right. we need to move forward. And I knew that everyone wanted to go a different direction. We weren't so angry no more. You know, we didn't have that teenage angst or whatever anymore. Yeah. And we wanted to kind of expand musically and but still keep the screaming it to tie why people liked us in the first place was you know, yeah. have an edge in it. So I mean, we still liked it too. Um uh, with that, you know, other influences started coming in, uh, that John was 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 getting into. Mm-hmm. So uh some some really you know un- unknown obscure bands that were you know that were on record labels locally like this one band called evergreen yeah um and then to to be and in, we were also heavily influenced by mainstream other other bands such as like uh, smashing pumpkins mm-hmm. um what else is there uh and then got into heavily have gotten to fugazi heavily mm. oh, that's nice. a big influence on the second yeah. as well so uh and then i got heartbroken and then started listening to sunny the real estate a lot <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah and that was a definitely a big influence on me because um i felt i kind of sing kind of the same way the whiny mm-hmm. and not to say that it's that's a bad one i think it's a cool one <laughs> it is a cool one um yeah and so it and also this the way he wrote was kind of like wow this guy writes kind of the same way not to say like he's ripping me off but i'm like you kind of have the same songwriting style or something so that's yeah. another reason why like, i picked up on sandy real, real estate a lot and that song seven um was such a powerful song yeah and mm-hmm. i mean that 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 song blew me away it was so so much you know intensity and that chorus and i just oh gosh i can I just, I just loved it. And, you know, and the rest of that, you know, the, the, the next, you know, that album, the following album, I was yeah. really, uh, heavily influenced by that. Um, cool. Yeah. That's that second EP was the second, the second LP was my, was my, oh, awesome. okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe just the, the, maybe just the roughness of it from being unfinished, you know, but, uh, I, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I really like it. I remember spending hours, uh, so my cousin would get like the bootleg version of it. Yeah. Download to the internet, but we wait like a whole day to just right. download 30 right. seconds. I remember right. that. <laughs> but that whole 30 seconds was my world, man. I just, I was right. like, oh my gosh, I have, we have the next I need a real estate album, but it's only 30 seconds, but this is amazing. <laughs> and it's the most poorest quality ever. <laughs> oh my gosh. It made, it made it, you know, meant the world to me. Yeah. yeah, I remember uh, burning us or uh, making a mix uh, of this thirty-second bootleg Sunday uh, real estate <laughs> stuff of the Pink album. Yeah, it was a joy. I, I, Very cool. I <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, that that so Fugazi Sunday real estate was a big influence on us, and then we brought that in, and then Still Life was another band that mm. not too many people know. Um, that had that I just love the dynamics of them. They were they, they're really slow um in a lot of ways I, I would say romantic really slow uh uh 
you know, uh, riffs that like, you know, that uh, really solemn, you know, calm. And then, you know, he would scream, he'd build up the screaming, you know, and I was like, oh, this is a nice mix of both. You know, this is still, you know, a, a little hint of hardcore still in it. Right. And so we loved it. And we loved those dynamics that they were doing. Uh, and so that was another big one that, that we started getting into. Cool. Um, man, that's, and uh, yeah, and dealing with a heart, heartbreak and yeah. definitely feel that net net next record. <laughs> yes. Over, uh, what was it? A, uh, what do you call uh, <laughs> three guys liking one girl? What is that? <laughs> uh, uh, like a love triangle or quadrangle? <laughs> what is or... it? Yeah, is that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it comes. It comes from that. Yeah. <laughs> and um, that first song is definitely uh, Jason's uh, Fleetwood. He's singing about, uh, yeah, you know, his heartbreak. Yeah. Mm. And uh, you can see he's just telling about he's he's done fighting for this girl. Where you know who uh. it was. Forgot the name, wherever it was, but yeah, we would. Uh, that record, I remember the girl that I was all devastated over was um, I had her picture on the on the on the stand to oh well wow. uh, give me motivation. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry, that's a wrong, that's a slingshot, David. That's okay, David records. I'm sorry. Um, uh, but yeah, definitely that. Yeah, that that was that had a big influence on that, and then. Um, <laughs> I, I know I want to do more. Is just I just I don't know what happened. I don't know why we decided to do three. Yeah. I mean I want to do a full length, but we were never approached with it. Right. You know I was I was hoping that that was going to happen, but I my cousin just he came, he came to conclusion because we lost our main songwriters that mm-hmm. we couldn't afford, and I was like I guess I mean but we're still going. I I just you know we I don't know if you know we we were afraid to ask too. I mean, yeah we were afraid to ask him hey do we get another do we get a following to do <laughs> um and i wish i wish we did and i was right. like hey what's up you know what's up where where's this offer to the following yeah but I, and, were on our show. oh go ahead sorry no i was it, it does make sense you know that you know you, you lose john and and maybe brandon feels a little little shy about the future of the band you know yeah and but i if, think that i believe that's exactly what happens that he was shy about okay this guy was like the one making the hits or whatever or something right. and then so but he's on like this i feel like i feel like if it was me if you had handed me the three songs that are on fallbrook i would have been like go record some more yeah like, yeah. <laughs> yeah i, I wish that happened i wish that happened yeah um yeah i, I wish we did a point that i yeah. really wanted to yeah my my parents probably did too because when Fallbrook came out, I, I listened to those three songs. I mean, just on repeat over and oh, over really? <laughs> and over and over. <laughs> Shoot. Yes, they were also not pleased with me listening to music with screaming in it, but you know, oh well. Oh, <laughs> that was that was definitely the hardest thing I ever I ever listened to in front of my parents. <laughs> oh yeah, it's really uncomfortable, you know, hearing the screaming and, <laughs> and like and having you know anyone around that's not used to it it's like, yeah oh, man. and especially because uh, you know on on fallbrook some of that screaming isn't just like loud screaming some of it's like heartbroken screaming right so it's like oh yeah it's like uncomfortable screaming <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. yeah and um yeah lyrically so jason would write stuff and he would definitely modify words just to fit uh, the music yeah 
so whatever he would write something down, but then he would kind of almost kind of borderline have to make it up kind of a yeah. word or, or modify the word just to fit, you know, and we were used to that. It's like, oh, there's nothing wrong with that. It yeah. sounds good. Right. Okay, good. That's, right. that's what Sunny Day did too. That's fine. Okay. Okay. Cool. <laughs> there you go. And the more justification. Of, of yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's the three that we did. I wanted to do more. Just, I, I don't know if it was time or budget. And that was recorded at Bob Moon studio. Okay. Yeah. How, how did you guys meet uh, Kevin Chin and, and, and him join the band then? Oh yeah. So he had a band called impact. Huh. And then he had a little clothing line called slim. Uh, and so he was he was going to hardcore shows and and I ran into him eventually you know with his band at that band impact I think um, and and you know as as we got to know him more I I, I forget how he like who invited him in but someone suggested I forgot it was I was like yeah sure yeah. hey it's that's uh, that's what's the name from yeah okay totally you know well cool and that's that's just yeah yeah that he happened to be just within our circle of friends. And so, you know, naturally we would, we would jump on, you know, when the need, uh, the need arise, you know, came up. So yeah, I, I'm sorry. I forget how that, that yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so did, um, did Fleetwood leave for rainy days before you switched over to, um, to slingshot David or was his leaving what changed to, for sling to slingshot David? Yeah. Yeah. His leaving led, led because of that. Okay. Um, well, actually, you know, we tried, we tried to continue on as bloodshed, but we were kind of like wanted to reinvent ourselves. Mm -hmm. And also we thought it was kind of weird that, Hey, we're not hardcore anymore. So why have such a harsh name? Mm. <laughs> but now, but now going back to, I like the irony of it. Yeah. Or, I mean like bloodshed, what the heck? And then, you know, we throw you with some softness to it and, <laughs> and then like, what the heck is this? You know? So I like the irony now. So I, I would, yeah, I would have glad. I would wish I, in, 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 you know, thinking back now, it's like I wish, yeah, I wish you kept it. And also, it, um, I wish you kept it because that way, that legacy of bloodshed could continue. Yeah, you know, because we we just cut it off, end it, and then we ended. We started with this new band, which is not a bad. Like Shin Shot David is actually a pretty cool name. You know, yeah. it's very biblical at the same time. So really cool and strong sounding and catchy, and at the same time, you know, had a it, biblical reference to it. So we were happy with that. It, it 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 has a very deep elm. Um, I don't know why, but it's I don't know. It just uh, seems like a yeah. deep elm band. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. Yeah, and then um, yeah, unfortunately, um, yeah, we just I I wanted to do more melodic stuff, and and honestly, I, I wanted to jump on the bandwagon of Rainy Days because they were all happy and like <laughs> because it's because like when we were when Bloodshot was on tour. And I'll tell you one thing that I observed. I met from a roadside monument. Uh, he went. Uh, he was very upset with everyone because, like, uh, so we we eventually hooked up with uh, focused in us. We went on tour in '95. We played a bunch of shows with uh, MXPX. Oh, and cool. this is when uh, uh, what's the green album called again? T oh, Teenage Politics. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, everyone was so happy, excited to see um mxpx every time it was you know hands down like everyone that's all they wanted to see and then you know a lot of people did appreciate the hardcore oh and then also we we, we also hooked up with Blender, blenderhead as well oh cool man mm -hmm. and um 
I just remember the drummer just, you guys just want to see MXPX. That's all you guys want. You know, I remember him <laughs> so bad. I was like, oh man, I'm sorry. I mean, that's, I guess yeah. what they want, you know, because Green Day was popular at the time. And, yeah. And so, you know, that's what people wanted, the majority. And I, I thought that was funny. It's like, I can't believe you guys. <laughs> but, um, so, yeah, so where, that, where, where did you tour with, uh, on, where, where'd you go on this tour? So mainly it's, uh, the tour followed like the 10 that, you know, that runs to. Yeah. Uh, so mm. whatever, whatever cities, uh, so the, the, like a Southwestern tour. Okay. We hit a few and then, uh, then so like, uh, Oklahoma, Texas, for sure. I knew that, uh, man, I wish I'd known that. Yeah. I, <laughs> we didn't know anything no, back in the day, by the way. <laughs> I knew we hit up uh, Arkansas, and then we mentioned all on the other side where Dirk's family was uh, East Coast at, at Atlanta. I remember okay. playing a show there. Yeah. How was how how was touring the South with hardcore and punk bands in in the in the nineties? <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy because I remember on the road. I'm like, I'm 15 years old. Yeah, <laughs> who are these guys? <laughs> like, who are these older men? I'm riding with in the middle of nowhere. Right. <laughs> and I'm just like, mm. well, luckily they're Christian. I'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's it was, a, that was a surreal moment. I'm like, what the heck am I doing? Like, where am I? Yeah. What you am I doing? you no. couldn't even, you couldn't even drive home if you wanted to legally. Right. No, point, I couldn't. Right? <laughs> no, man. So it was a weird realization, but I was like, Whoa, this is crazy. I'm actually doing this. Like, yeah. you know, this is what bands do. And, um, so it's interesting and then be able to um you know see you know different parts of the country like i, I always like always enjoy traveling you know i've been to texas a, a bunch of times but i like to you know go further further out and so it was awesome seeing a, a different part of the, the country and you know and, and, and you know running to different cultures or whatever or, or different you know uh backgrounds you know um i remember going to one uh uh, like a Denny's or something. And I remember when we all went through MXPX and, and all that, I remember this, the, the restaurant, this absolute silence and everyone staring, you know, <laughs> that total thing. And uh, I, I totally remember that. I mean, I, just looking at her green hair and baggy yeah. pants. Hey, like, huh. look, look at those. They took barely for them. I remember hearing comments like that. Like, <laughs> not, not, was, a not as tattooed up as 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 the uh as mike is these days so that's oh yeah you're right yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. that would have gone over less well probably but yeah it was, it was awesome to get out and also just kind of be on this big crazy adventure you know yeah. with bands and uh and it was awesome to see uh how big this uh community was i mean geez like you know from coast to coast everyone was all into the same music it was yeah. awesome you know? I mean, especially in the in the Christian scene, we had a very, very tight, uh, very a very select amount of music to listen to. You know. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so bloodshed comes to an end. Uh, uh, Jason Fleetwood left. I, I did. Sean leave also, or was he? Still yeah, around? yeah. He, he uh, after uh, yeah, bloodshed. You know, disbanded. He went straight to uh, rainy days. Rainy days. Yeah. Okay. For that. Yeah. Okay. And, and before we leave oh, Bloodshed, oh, yeah. I have a I have a question. Okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. Jonathan, yes. if you go on Spotify and you look up Bloodshed, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> there is definitely another band that um if you click on it, you can find your albums under it, but it is not 
it is your rough. bloodshed. Can you clear up any confusion <laughs> with that band? Yeah, sadly, I mean, <laughs> we. I was running this. Okay, I'm running. I'm running this problem with stairwell. Yeah, we had to. I had to ask our label, old label, and talk. I don't know if they talked to Spotify, but that's a mess in itself because another band from North Carolina called themselves Stairwell, mm-hmm. and apparently, I found that there's a new band called Stairwell. Oh. It happened to be Christian, I think. What? So, Weird. <laughs> yes, there's now a third Stairwell. You can Google that stuff add, these days. Just to add confusion to all. So there's no, yeah, I, I, you know, we just, you know, once we disbanded, there's just no control. There's no one yeah. over, overseeing the organization of these tracks. So, you know, who cares? You know, like, Bloodshed's gone. <laughs> We're such an old freaking, on, on a roster. What do we care? Whatever happens to it, if it gets, you know, I, I, do, I don't know if they take people. Or I know the algorithm will just delete you forever. I mean, you're still there, but you won't even get considered for anything. I really? Know. I, I, you know, yeah, if you don't get well, heard or something like that. I think. If, yeah. you want, if you want to find you guys on Spotify, you look for the, like, metallic horse. Yes. Jumping over some kind of flames of fire or something. <laughs> and then your albums are under that band's bloodshed. So, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> did 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 you guys? Put... What does that band sound like? Is that? Uh, I think they're... it's like some Malaysian metal band yeah. or something. Wow, yeah. <laughs> some kind of like hair metal or something. <laughs> yeah. I think with the rules, the rules of uh, trademarks, or whatever. As long as we're all different geographies, yeah, I think we're allowed to exist. Uh okay, right. You know, like I think the West Coast, if we had the same band, that's why we're like whatever. You know, this other band's called. But plus, they're on hiatus, like the stairwell on the East Coast. Like, yeah. hey, we're both on opposite ends of the country. I think, I don't know, I might be wrong interpreting because my cousin told this, so I have to really yeah. like that. But um, yeah, I don't know. How, I don't know what the rules are about all that, you know? Because you can't really trademark, right? Like, you can't yeah. really it's claim a- that, like, that's our name, name. Like, it, it's. It's yeah. a word. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right, too. Like, stairwell is such a common thing. So. That is funny. I mean, yeah, you have to sift through a lot of stuff. I remember when I'm trying to like, you know, either get nostalgic or gotta go back. It's such an effort to find uh, bloodshed that I was a part of. Yeah, right. It's just, it's, it's yeah, it's it's crazy, man. Did, did are, is is bloodshed on the streaming platforms because of you, or did Tooth and Nail put it on there? That it's it's Tooth and Nail. Okay. Or the um, whoever had to take over, right? Because it's it it says like. Um, uh, Sony or no? Had one had one of the big record label names, but, but under a Christian Christian cap, capital, something like that. So you know whatever they have in the catalog, I guess you know they'll they'll throw up and keep. Yeah, it. yeah. It yeah. says Capital Christian Music Group. Yeah. yeah, which is cool. I can say default that I'm I was in Capital. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I remember looking at that, and so. I guess whatever they have in an archive, they put up anyway, and then yeah. they'll claim it. You know, you'll see in the YouTube like this is you know under mm-hmm. this post or whatever. So, but yeah, we we have nothing because we're not we're not you know tracking it or anything. It just falls in the cracks, and then when you try to do a search of it, it's gonna you know fall under the other other bands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you know, and Bloodshed. I mean, that's not a really unique name in itself either. Yeah. So, um, so it, it, I'm not surprised there's other bands that call themselves Bloodshed as well. 
it, in the pre-internet search engine search engine age, you know, naming your band was a very very different thing. Obviously, oh yeah, it's 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 like with rainy days. So trying to do research on on rainy days was impossible. You know? <laughs> yeah, I would imagine. <laughs> Yeah, you get all this weather forecast. Exactly. Like, stuff like that, right? Yeah. You, you search it on YouTube, and it's like, do you want to listen to a thunderstorm? No. Yeah. No. That's <laughs> and I bet you even type in rainy days bands, you're not going to find it. Nope. Nope. Yeah. nope. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. That's uh, crazy. A lot of stuff just falls in the cracks. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, okay, John, you bloodshed yeah. ended, and then did you do Slingshot David after that? Yeah, right after. Yeah. It, is that... Is anything you recorded available online? I think we looked for it and we could never find uh, anything. I know a guy from Canada started a thing called Workshop Records, mm-hmm. I believe. And someone else, I guess, knew, knew the guy, owner, and then so had a copy of it, or at least MP3s of it. And the guy sent me a link, and it was like a, a limited time to download whatever he had. So I downloaded it. So I, I have it somewhere. Um, okay. <laughs> if you guys want it, I'll, I'll be glad to send it to you guys. Yeah, that'd be it, great uh, to hear. It, it it needs to be out there. We'll, if you don't mind, we'll put it on 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 YouTube so people can hear it. Sure, sure. I mean, or, we I've been talking uh, about re re recording, re releasing that as right as, as bloodshed. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's an idea. I just um, these other you know the other guy is like I've been the most vocal and adamant about at least us sending out into the world uh, a, a full length at least. Mm-hmm. But um, it's, it's these varying opinions and how to approach it. That's where I'm coming in conflict. Like my, my cousin. Yeah. I love that to death, but we're you know, <laughs> ideal wise. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll, you know, how to execute that. And then, um, and also having our, our the original singer Jason on board, which is kind of hard, you know, uh, to get him um, onto it onto the idea he's not opposed to it but you know um he just has other different priorities so yeah. that's what's it's been hard to get off the ground with that so i've been trying because it's yeah. something i felt like I've, I've always wanted to it's kind of unfinished business because like i always wanted to do a full length and all we have is this two eps which i'm thankful for but um i know my cousin he wants to like top because like i guess he felt like we were always uh looking ahead because uh, like you know when we first when the second when we came out with our EP, like everyone was like, oh, wow, they're screaming and singing. And so he always wanted to think ahead, like, what can we do that's ahead of the game? But I'm like, I don't know what's left, especially after all these years. Like, <laughs> what can we bring for that's completely new, you know? Yeah. And all these other musicians out there now that are out there, yeah. bands, like their, their musicianship is so amazing. I'm like, gosh, I, I'm not even caught up to that. Like, what? <laughs> and so my, I'm just saying, like, for me, I, I would like to just bring something that we're known for. Yeah, do it and do it well, right? I mean, we, can we do? Yeah, and <laughs> and do that. So that's that's my my thing. Um, I'm personally trying to push it, and and um, I think it's kind of like it's gonna it's a situation where I believe where it's like if you build it, they will <laughs> they will come thing. Right. I, I uh, especially with the Jason schedule and you know what he what whatever he's dealing with like. If I have everything laid out for him, just to go in the studio, don't worry about everything else. I think he might be more inclined to do it. Yeah. So, you know, um, and then for my, you know, my cousin, like, it's, I, he actually just told me, hey, just go ahead and take the lead on it and kind of build something 
and then I'll work around it. So, but I, for me, obviously I got distracted because I got stairwell, you know, dealing right. with, and then for me trying to do like a career change, I've been caught up with that. And, mm -hmm. uh, but I, it's, it's on my mind though. I can really <laughs> want to push it. And I want to put, put something that, uh, I really, what I enjoyed back then and, 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 and bring it up to this point, you know, like, you know, uh, there's something, whatever I've known to like, I enjoyed in bloodshed and bring it and not try to bring something new. I, I tried doing that and I'm just feeling horrible. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, especially all these new guitar players and, you know, like, and how much like all these tutorials to how to get better guitar, like these kids have surpassed us. Like, yes, <laughs> so much, you know, with all that, the, the tapping and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Like I was kind of practicing. I'm just like, okay. I mean, I get it, but gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I was thinking, do I bring that kind of thing to it? You know, and the crazy timing signatures and stuff. But I mean, that's the only thing I was thinking. Uh, thinking with my my cousin, like, what can we bring that's different? But I'm like, I don't know what else is different other than just to bring what people enjoyed us for. And yeah. so, and so with that, if it's something comes about, which I'm trying to, I really want to do. Uh, Cause I still miss, I miss playing that kind of music too. I still mm -hmm. kind of miss playing that, you know, kind of the, the mixture of melodic and screaming kind of stuff. I do. I really do. And, yeah. and uh, I definitely, I think the best angle is just to kind of just bring what we enjoyed back then um, to, to currently to the new kids too, you know? And, and, yeah. and what's cool is I, cause my cousin more so observing that uh, younger generation is, a, is appreciating a lot of the older bloodshed stuff. Yeah. And, 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 out of the blue and it's like oh crazy so there's a there is a younger generation re, uh, enjoying it so there, you know if, there, if i was to think there is a market i mean i guess there is still a little bit for it you know yeah so. i agree i think i think it's a good approach yeah so and, and that's one of the things we're going to ask is is stairwell is stairwell doing stuff again does that put um does that put bloodshed doing something again on the back burner yeah i, I really want to bring it back yeah like these are two projects that kind of haunted me in a lot for over the, my lifespan. <laughs> yeah. I never got a chance to really do a full length with the band. Mm -hmm. And, and, and really just like throw it out. Like the stuff that the music we love this, here you go. This is what we were influenced by. You'll probably get it. And then, and, and there you go. And yeah. then with, with stairwell, like, you know, unfortunately we, we disbanded, right. We got signed, you know, right when you got signed, this inner turmoil, which yeah. I admit I was the catalyst <laughs> for that stuff. You know, you get well, let, let's keep moving that direction. So, so after yeah. Slingshot David, um, you went on to Mood Swingers. Yeah. Right? So, um, after, yeah. So after Slingshot David, uh, you know, I was kind of wanted to do, uh, well, I joined Rainy Days after that too. Okay. That's oh, right, but yeah. this, this parallel. So you had Rainy Days going one direction and, and I was doing that on the side, but then, and then, and then I would start my, my other project, which was kind of continuing on the, 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 um, what do you call it? The, the sound of bloodshed a little bit, but this time it's only singing, no more, right. hardly any screaming. But, um, down that line, when I started, uh, justice ran into the guy that, uh, uh Joby from crash, Band name already. Gosh, Rickshaw. Oh yeah, you that sounds right. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. Well, he he was he had another band on there on the comp uh, Helpless Amongst Friend that he did. I, I forgot his band's name. The band name. 
but they, they were corresponding. So he joined Mood Swingers too. And, 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 um, Crash Rickshaw got, got pretty, had a, made a name for themselves over time too. Uh, Steve Dale, I think is in that too. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So he was in Mood Swingers as well. And actually kind of still kind of turning out like bloodshed, but it, it was more, um, it, to me, is kind of because at the time too, it, it paralleled the timing of uh, when Foo Fighters came out. Hmm. So that I, I would have to say, comparatively, Mood um, Swingers is kind of like Foo Fighters. So we both kind of back and forth saying, but he had a more edgier voice than me. And so we had an EP for that. And actually, I'll send you guys to that one too. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll send that one. And uh, <laughs> so that, that band broke up just because I. The other guys wanted to be more um, edgier, and I wanted to be more happy. Promise ring sound. <laughs> okay. sounded. Yeah, I really wanted to be ridiculously happy stuff. So it was, it was kind of funny. So what what uh, year what year are we at at this point? Um, I believe we are at ninety seven, ninety eight. Okay. Yeah. So and, so so promise ring has um um. Uh, nothing feels good out by at this point. Yep, there you go. That was okay. a big one because we actually even did a, a promise ring cover. At oh, cool! Party, which everyone dig, by the way. <laughs> so, which song? Which song? Do you remember? The one the bop bottle. What is that? Oh, um, yeah. What was the? Why am I? I'm struggling to remember it too. Oh, B is for Bethlehem. No, um, the. Hang on, I'm gonna bring it up. Yeah, I'm so bad at names. Why is it? Why did we ever meet? I, that's Maybe. the album, right? Oh no, no, that's the no, the, the yeah. album's nothing feels good. I think it's why did we ever meet? Okay, okay. that's not right. Either way, yeah. we're in the same vicinity. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. So it was a short run that band. You know, we did an EP, played a few shows, and yeah. um, I kind of was like, I want to do that. You know, had a different idea. So that that's the starting of um, breaking up bands. My 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 tragic kid <laughs> behavior. Um, and then there was a band that because um, I always liked bands that had a female fronted singer. Hmm. And shortly after that, um, we had this band called Bell Contract that would that would be on the timeline there. Okay. I don't know if you have that music for that. Do you guys have it? No, I can no. send that to you too. Yeah, oh, gosh. Be, yeah. Okay. Wow. I'll send you guys a bunch of. <laughs> The, my just you know unknown discography of stuff um <laughs> that was cool um that and that's the band that's right before sterile okay no then so th- that band bell contract parallel rainy days too as well okay um and then um you know i we had you know i just stopped i stopped getting along with the guys from rainy days um and uh so i just i just bailed and um and so they did their own thing and when I did that, and then uh, the Bell Contract, that band broke up uh, at least up to the 2000s, which was up to, you know, we're at now at the stairwell. Yeah. You know, stairwell when I, when I started jumping in the band. And did you, are you playing bass for all these bands up to this point? Uh, Rainy Days, yes. Uh, the Mood Stringers one, that was, I was playing guitar and singing. Okay. And then Bell Contract, I was just playing guitar. Okay, and I assume you started on bass because that's what your your cousin needed for the worship band or something like that. Um, for my brother, yeah, he uh, he needed. Brother, he, yeah. That was like, yeah, that was open up for bass. Okay. And I actually just I was really naturally drawn to the bass too. Interesting. Uh, okay. And yeah. in my experience, people play bass because you need a bass player. You know. Oh like, yeah. You know, like <laughs> yeah. No, I because I had I had 
even the guitar uh, available to me, you know, yeah. the regular liquid guitar, but I just naturally chose chose the, the big guitar for some reason. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. But you know, that makes sense totally. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was a necessity. Everyone exactly. wants to be the awesome lead guitarist. Yeah, right. <laughs> or the Van Halen of the band, you know. And, but yeah, I was the opposite. I was like, I, I like, I always liked being like the, the rhythm section yeah. uh, in the beginning. Yeah. Okay. I still do. I still do. I still enjoy it. So you joined Stairwell in what I get was kind of a transition period, right? They'd recorded that first album. I guess they Mm -hmm. lost some members. You joined. Was that weird coming in and kind of becoming the primary songwriter of this band that already existed? Um, It didn't feel weird. There was no... Because it wasn't like... It would have felt weird if like he left on bad terms. Yeah. Okay. And they it also was more, yeah. They also sought you out for that purpose, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. They did. Oh, okay. Because like you know, because Sean, he already knew me as he because he really enjoyed the music I was doing in uh, Blue Swingers as well, mm-hmm. but also with my past within Bloodshed singing, it was a kind of like okay, you know, he 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 wanted me to hop on right away. Okay. And it would have been weird if it was on bad terms if like if Neil left. They they were like, are you know, everyone's angry at each other, but because he's just like, hey, I'll play with you guys, uh, uh, but you know, I, I'm gonna do this too. And then the other guys like, no, you know, we want someone just completely dedicated to stairwell. You know, then it was like kind of a mutual thing. Yeah. So they they left on good terms. So with me coming in, I was just like, oh, this vacancy is open, with no bitterness. Right. So going into nice. it, it was it, yeah, it did it didn't feel weird. But if it was, it was like total drama. Yeah, I would feel weird. Because right. it's like, hey Neil, I'm your friend. I don't mean to take your spot and you know and stuff like that. So yeah. yeah. But it is weird. It's it's weird like seeing some of the songs that he wrote. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Understandably. Yeah, yeah. Like 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 as you know, like Don't Let It End, right. that's his song. And so I'm writing his expression, his feelings, his thoughts. Yeah. I'm like, well, this is his feelings. I'm like, <laughs> what am I gonna do? Like, yeah, you know. But they wanted to continue on with, and it is a good song. It is, yeah. And so, um, I always constantly always make sure I give him credit. But God, you know, when we were, I was a road with stairwell when we were playing that song, uh, and you know, people would watch, oh, that song's so beautiful, you know. And then yeah. I'll be like, no, it's not my song though. I always, <laughs> right. I always said, hey, no, that's not me. I mean, that's yeah. not. I didn't write that. Yeah. But, but you know, know the be I I always felt that you know being in a band and performing songs is you're you're almost acting as much as you're performing right i mean there's oh yeah there's a because you kind of have to bring like a performance to each time you perform a song you know so you're saying i'm going to perform this uh you know in the yeah. in the moment as if i felt like i was in it again right you know so yeah there's yeah there's total a bit of like you know um theatrical yeah you know exactly mindset for that too yeah totally yeah. So was changing the style of, and the sound of Stairwell, was that a group decision or is that just where you were at the time songwriting wise? Uh, yeah. I mean, whatever I brought to the table, they're like, okay, this is how it's going to go. Okay. And cool. but also <laughs> it was a neutral thing because like they wanted to be like rock and roll. Everything was that word rock and roll. Right. Rock and roll. It's so dude. Like I remember in Tennessee, <laughs> some guys like asking us, Hey, uh, what you guys sound like? What do you guys sound like? And we didn't want to say emo. 
Yeah. <laughs> so I said, rock and roll, man. And he's like, emo. You guys are emo. <laughs> and then I, I put down my head and it's like, he's right. <laughs> I'm not going to fight with him. He's, yeah. And you we, know, that, we try to cover that, what we really were <laughs> with that word rock and roll. Yeah. And Jane, we I, Jane, I discussed that a little bit on the, on the, on the stairwell episode talking about this tendency towards the end of the nineties, you know, for, for a lot of emo sounding bands to head towards this, uh, this, this rock star kind of yeah. rock and roll type thing. Yeah. <laughs> because we're at a point where we want to be called that. We want right. to like be accepted on a wider scale. Yeah. So we're like, no, none of this emo stuff anymore. We, we don't know it. <laughs> yeah. When people in plain sight go, you guys are still emo. You can't hide it. <laughs> you can't get away from what you guys are doing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it, it was, yeah, it was, it, it was funny how that, that guy called me out. I'm like, you're totally right, man. Like we, we are emo. <laughs> We can't, we can't get it. We can't get around it. So, um, um, so the, you know, so the first stairwell album comes around and, uh, did you, were you guys at Cornerstone that year? I believe so. Okay. Cause I remember like everything just came fast. Like, Hey, we got together. Let's do, let's play shows. Okay. We're already playing shows. Let's do a record. Okay. We're already <laughs> in the studio. Let's wow. go on tour. Oh dude, we're yeah. already going to tour this summer. Dang. Okay. <laughs> Oh, we got a label already? Shoot. Okay, we got a label already. <laughs> like everything was just coming out quick. And so I believe so, like around that time, you know, the record came out. Like, well, um, yeah, 2000, 2001, we're already like, I remember playing uh, Cornerstone early on. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting coming back over so many years after, like, oh, interesting. You know, this is still going on. And, and yeah. you know, seeing a new generation, you know, there. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. And and of course, there's this this story that Stairwell got signed um, to take hold just because Chad knew you guys from from Bloodshed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because he was such a big a Bloodshed fan. It was just by default. He's like, "I'll sign you guys," and I don't think yeah, I don't even think we remember hearing. And he's just That's like, crazy. "Whatever you guys got, give us a budget. <laughs> give us a budget." Went straight to the green room. You know, rolled it down with Luis from Plank Eye. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was a fun. That was a fun, uh, fun time. And it was crazy going to Green Room. It's under different management. You mm-hmm. know, it's not under Gene Eugene. Right. And stuff. I remember I was scared to go there because Gene Eugene passed. And yeah. I, 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 I don't think he would dwell around that area. <laughs> I was scared to go in the back of the room. <laughs> yeah, it was, I was creeped out. Yeah. How, um, how was recording with, uh, with Lewis? Oh, was that? Oh, oh, yeah. He's awesome. He's really nice. Um, I really like how it's crazy because he was. I was already used to digital with Bob Moon. Okay. And so for him taking a step back and going on tape was a cool experience. Yeah. And then we realized like how much expensive tape is and <laughs> how much more work it is to do. But um, it was a cool, unique sound that the, the record ended uh, ended up. I can definitely mm-hmm. definitely hear it. You know, despite it being digitized in the end, but. I can yeah. definitely hear a difference with the tape. And and you've cool. you've mentioned in interviews that it didn't sound like you thought it would sound. Is 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 that just like guitar sound or is that just the is it overall? Like what what what's uh, the difference in your head? Uh songwriting wise, um yeah, it songwriting wise, like uh in, in the way the songs were put together, hmm. like it just didn't come out the way I expected it for some reason. It was weird. Like you did different arrangements when you recorded it or? Um, 
that and I wasn't really aware of my lyric writing. Okay. I, I didn't know. Uh, I wasn't like the past the, the two stairwell albums. I'm really not happy with my, my songwriting lyrics. Not at all. Oh, come on. Oh, I, yeah. Hey, I got a question related to that. <laughs> uh, hearts and Chevy's. What is that about? <laughs> ah, <laughs> okay. Well, uh, Oh, actually, no, I remember you guys talking about, okay. So yeah. <laughs> hearts and Chevy's. So I'll start with this. This one is about a, uh, an actual person between me and this person. And uh, so basically it was just timing. Like uh, this person had feelings for me. I didn't feel had this person. I didn't have the feelings at the same time, but then later on I did. And it's but only after, because of this, I, I really did actually, I started developing feelings for this person. And, um, but this, tra- this tragic moment happened between us. Uh, we're having a blast. We're, we're hanging out in the mall and uh, she lets me drive her car. It's a Chevy pickup truck uh-huh. <laughs> and it's her car and I'm just driving and we hydroplane and crashed. Mm. Oh, I crashed. It wasn't a major crash, but it, it, it dented the, the front. Yeah. And, you know, with her parents being pissed and, you know, I had to yeah. fork out some money. They, they, they agreed, hey, we'll pay x amount you know they were cool they were being fair but uh, on my end it took a long time to pay them and they needed the money yeah. and so there was this uh a relationship our friendship degraded because their parent her parents were getting pissed off about yeah. yeah like you know not being able to pay them up, up as soon as possible yeah you know we're coming up with the money and so um yeah it's a, all based that song is based around how like something was i felt was about to evolve but this tragic mm-hmm. moment uh, crashing your Chevy. Uh, and so every time at that time, you know, like any kind of type of Chevy pickup truck would drive by. Yeah. That would, it was a trigger of like, man, you know, freaking, you know, I miss that girl. Oh, <laughs> yeah. All right. This makes a lot more sense now. Okay. Yeah. All yeah. Right. So our Chevy, it's a trigger. Yeah. It's a, yeah. And I, so, and I, I feel pretty good because I hit my intro call, telling Jay that uh, there's never a heart or a Chevy that he's met that he didn't want to break. That's actually pretty close to the. Yeah, you go. To the, <laughs> anyway, anyways, all right. Yeah. So uh, yeah, with that, yeah. Um, so so one of the things on uh, Pacific Center Time, it, I I I'm not usually a fan of like big guitars, but the guitars are just so like chewy and thick on that 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 it's I don't know it's it's going back and listen to it again in detail for our episode i was just i i enjoyed it thoroughly it was just oh. a lot of fun yeah it was really, really good. good it was nice yeah. to revisit. yeah that 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 sound of the, the layer is it's, it's it's basically from it's it's coming from our hardcore past mm-hmm. where we're so used to layering guitars okay and so we just we kept up with it with stairwell yeah you know because we were you know so that's that's why it it probably has that sound because okay. so it's a layering guitars to make it sound thick for hardcore that we just kept it on with the the music which t- sounds funny because we're trying to do poppy music but yeah right yeah really thick wall guitar guitar sound <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i mean for for that kind of music what i was more used to obviously was like that that thinner kind of uh you know you know jcm 800 or whatever like like oh, yeah. ring sound you know and and i mean know. a lot of those people are old school uh, record live, mm-hmm. no overdubs. Yeah. That's it. That's how they play it as, and that's what's awesome. It's cool. Yeah. It's their most truest form of them being represented. 
Yeah. And, you know, this, what, whoever's playing that's, that's being recorded at the time. There you go. And then for us, you know, we're so used to doing the opposite, this studio, you know, layering. Yeah. Over and over again. Sampling yeah. or whatever, you know? Yeah. Like, and so that we had a different approach to it. And that's why like even the sounds of change is super produced. Cause that's just where we were used to it. I think it's probably because of all the heart, the, the, the type of recording, the way we did with hardcore music, we, we brought it in. Interesting. And that's, I think that's probably why I was like, this is not sounding like the promissory. Right. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> you know, because we layered all this stuff, promising all they did probably just, you know, one mic for each person. And oh yeah. There you go. <laughs> you know? And yep. so that's, I think that's another part too, why you guys are you know, talking about like where I was thinking, Oh, it's not sounding right. That's partially too of that too. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Uh, so, so, uh, so towards the end of your time in stairwell, um, it, does it, does threshold get bought right then? Take hold. Take hold. Sorry. Take hold. Does take hold get bought right then? Uh, let's see. Yeah. Not too long after. So I think we got signed with hopeless after, uh, furnace fest. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Was, uh, I forget what year we played furnace fest, but okay. You know, shortly after that, I remember, uh, and, and then it, and when also if we can, with the timeline too, is whenever Tickle was being bought by tooth and nail, um, yeah, that's definitely, we jumped ship. Okay. Yeah. So were you like been there, done that with tooth and nail? We're not interested. Is that kind of what it um, was? Or? Yeah, that was, it was, it was that mentality too. Uh, but also because we dealt with them, it was also, I personally was just curious to try something new. Sure. Like. That, that you know see what uh, what other things that you know this new label could offer too and okay. also to uh admittingly like a lot of a lot of the christian bands ended up doing is that we were all trying to break out yeah. right and so yeah. hopeless was a, a, a thing to break out okay um because i i i personally had guilt i had to be honest i wasn't so much in a, a evangelical mood anymore or mode yeah. to be honest i was still i still had the Christian faith in me, but um, I guess I would say it wasn't as practicing as much or whatever, you know, or, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I was just in, or if you were, were to say another way, like in the selfish mode of my beliefs, just because also I was thinking from the standpoint of, I just, I needed, I want to make a living off music. I just didn't see a career, honestly. Right. Any other market. Yeah, so, so you're so trying, I, you, can, you, you can call me a sellout. I, I'm totally, <laughs> I'll do it. Totally. I mean, no. So, so you're you're trying to get away from the emo label, and you're trying to to get out of the, the the seem seeming black hole that you once you're a Christian band you can't ever seem, or even though you're not a Christian band, just once you are a person who's been in Christian bands, it seems to be hard to uh, yeah yeah to break out of this, right? Yeah, and honestly, that's that's how it was. Um, Then that I, I was already doing it so long under that. Mm-hmm. you know with that mentality um and that with stairwells it's like you know what i'm already getting older which i was still a freaking what i'm still, <laughs> still right. young bastard <laughs> um i was like i need to make some decisions like okay well if i want to make a living i gotta make certain decisions like what to do with my with you know as when it comes to music because i said i wanted to make a living off it it seems like i had to go to the secular route too yeah, you know? yeah. and then there was other bands that were, that were breaking out 
at the time that were, you know, examples of there's still, they were still Christian, but still out in the general market. Yeah. And that was a goal. And that was a lot, that was a goal with a lot of bands, unfortunately, yeah. with that. Uh, you know, as, as you know, today, like a lot of us have, have new beliefs and different and different perspective on, on Christianity and, and faith mm-hmm. or whatever. So we all gone apart. And um, unfortunately, uh, that that's the time, too, I was noticing it as well. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, man, we're all kind of going the same way, unfortunately. You know. Yeah, so MXPX, you know, successfully moves into the into the mainstream market here. POD yeah. moves into the mm-hmm. mainstream market here, and, and and it looks like there's this huge opportunity. Like this is going to happen, right? Yeah, there, yeah there's, there's there's that there's an opportunity here for more crossover success, but then it kind of just didn't happen. I don't think. <laughs> like, yeah. I, don't, I wonder what ha- I, I, it's very interesting looking at it from a, from like a market point of view, you know, that it didn't happen more often. Because, yeah. I mean, I'll tell you that, and I, I just, I never listen to Sounds of Change that much. I don't know why, it's just never hit my radar as, as, as much as Pacific Standard Time. But like, and, and I think Jay and I discussed this in the episode, is that there's, you know, there's no reason that Pacific Standard Time couldn't have been a huge, at least college radio success or something like that, you know, like like mm. if it was just on the right label and got the right, you know, distribution and, and, and support, you know, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's, you know, looking back now, I wish we stuck with the PST time, uh, Pacific center time sound yeah. and continue on with it. Uh, I think I, maybe I was in a, uh, a, uh, <laughs> style crisis or something or yeah. genre crisis where with this, with the second album too, with more so this mentality of, let's go, you know, big or let's go mm. super rock and roll or whatever. And yeah. And um, I'd say <laughs> Juliana Theory had a big influence on that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not a surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I would, you know, just listen to different music and also listen to what other types of music that was like out there uh, that was that people like commercially mm-hmm. and, you know, and uh, Zach was listening to a lot of like third eye blind. Mm-hmm. And I was going, I was like, hmm, I really liked how they had all this different, you know, mid-tempo, then they go with the rock and roll, like, I'm like, that's a good middle ground, you know, I, I was starting to be, be a big fan around that time. It's weird from, like, these really underground, obscure bands, <laughs> and then wanting to go that route. Yeah. That's why it's, I had to call it as a crisis, like, where I, was, like, I don't know where I wanted to go. Yeah. I wanted to go a, a certain route, you know, like, where it was just anywhere that we can break out the scene. Uh, it's funny because I feel like the indie world also had a musical crisis around that same time. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> where, yeah. where where you go from kind of, you know, this like super chunk, promise ring, these kind of things, right? And then really like we kind of have this little chasm and then like on the other side of the chasm is Arcade Fire or something like that, you know, where... Oh, yeah. You know, and but there's this little two or three year period here where I felt like the whole market kind of was just like, what are we doing? I don't know. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, anyways. Hey, so, question I have, you know, you guys, your, well, I guess your third album, but your second album, the one that you ended up, um, Sounds of Change, that you released with Hopeless, yeah. it came out on Hopeless a year or two later than you had yeah. put it out on take hold um right because you originally recorded it with take hold and then it got picked up by hopeless did Uh that kind of like slow down your momentum or i I don't know that had to have affected you guys a little bit because it was so delayed uh 
No, it didn't. It's just the fact is that I think during that transition to hopeless, um, we were already kind of like in turmoil already. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're there. <laughs> we were told to get group, not group therapy, but <laughs> <laughs> we were. But you know, the label was just like infuriated. Like, I can't, we, can't, we can't believe you guys. Like seriously, like yeah. I don't blame them. I don't. I don't blame them. You know? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so by the time it came out, it was kind of like stairwell was going to yeah. be done anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we were already disbanding already, unfortunately. Okay. So. Okay. Got it. Which then left Pacific Standard Time in a weird nowhere land because because takehold's gone and that stuff didn't get transferred over to the Nell and Hopeless never picked up Pacific Standard Time. So now yeah. it just it just lives out there in a Neverland. So yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, and only only brought back by fans would that had a copy of of it and it would just put it up on their own th- you know yeah thing and that's and it's only just a few songs it's like not the whole record well yeah when we put the whole thing up on on youtube uh, a few weeks ago because it was i was just like why it, i was surprised like why is this not anywhere you know yeah um, you know i i thought hopeless picked it up but i was wrong apparently yeah i wasn't able to find it yeah yeah I think so, they own it. I think they do own it. Oh, really? Okay. So, oh, with that, okay. So, there's an update with that actually now. Um, so, it will be out uh, thanks to Ho- uh, Hopeless helping okay. us out. It will be out on streaming. Nice. Awesome. Good. When? when? By June. Very cool. Like sometime yeah. in June or next week? Uh, they, said, <laughs> <laughs> they said early June that they're going to bring it back. Okay. I, That's great. I had to send a CD, which, yeah. I, which I bought by eBay. Oh, that's funny. Okay, so I bought my only album from eBay. I bought Sounds of Change because I also wanted to put up a, a little, you know how you, you put your record in like a, a, a thing? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I want to do that. Well, some other some other dingbat sent me the wrong CD, but they had the cover. So I, I gave him half marks or whatever review. Um, so I got, I had a lot of stuff I had, had to rebuy it because I gave it to other people or I just didn't care. Like, I don't want this band anymore, whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I had to had to buy whatever I bought. They have now. They processed it. It's gonna be <laughs> okay. out. Yeah. So they're just gonna rip the album and put it and put it up for streaming. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, I buy all my used stuff on on Discogs. I found it to be a lot better. Uh, the, the sellers there are a lot more trustworthy than eBay. Because on eBay, sometimes I would buy something and then it'd be like, "Here's a ripped copy of it." And like I have a ripped copy of it. I want the actual thing. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, there's some shady eBayers out there. So exactly, um, yeah, that's gonna come out. Thanks for thanks to the hopeless uh, we just well, shipping that. that so, is, yeah, that's fantastic. I'm so I'm glad. So uh, to catch us up to present a little bit, sure. Stairwell is playing Furnace Fest this year. Yeah, I'm really excited about that, man. I mean, that's, thanks, thanks that's, again to Chad. I mean, so yeah. um, what like. What can people expect there? Are you, is it going to be a lot off of Pacific Standard Time, Sounds of Change, and mix it's, of both new songs? It's, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, yeah, it's gonna be a mix of both uh, PST and then the Sounds of Change. Okay, uh, and we kind of <clears throat> uh, we kind of did a vote, uh, sent out, we sent out through social media about what people liked, and and so we kind of you know took you know considered that too. Mm-hmm. And then there's a few, um, there's some songs, that, new songs that we would like to, to, 
to play for the show. But now knowing what the lineup is and the amount of bands are playing, mm. I looks like we have to be more uh, selective about what we're going to play live <laughs> because I don't think, I don't know how much time we're going to get like yeah, with right. all these epic bands showing up and, you know, the, the amount of people on the, uh, this list for the festival, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It looks like to be like 20 minutes set probably yeah. maybe it's just, you know, it's everything's going to be backlined. So, mm-hmm. um, so just kind of, kind of the, to let you know let you guys know like that's what it seems like if they're in the rush to get everyone through yeah this festival and obviously the priority bands will probably get a whole set probably a bit okay so that um i think we have to make a contingency where it's like okay if we get them out get them out of this this set time set okay we'll play this x amount of songs and then and then cut it down to like even maybe cut it down to 15 minutes <laughs> what songs we will play into to 15 minutes like i think that's um that's the uh, game plan that we're going to do yeah so but it but the plan if i could get, if we could get um a good decent length of set which i doubt it's definitely gonna, it's gonna be a mix of that of yeah. both albums for sure and stuff and i would like i personally would like to get but, but only because do other people's schedule like i, I want to get an ep out before i definitely want to get a couple of new singles out mm-hmm. prior Great. to that yeah and um so I, i'm pushing that uh, but uh, you know, right now everyone's just kind of focused on getting the the current set down, right. which is the current albums sure. and stuff. And already that's kind of like challenging to put together with everyone kind of being spread apart on um, in California. You know. Are are you guys playing um, any other shows before yeah. or after that? Yeah, we are um, talking with a bunch of local bands here um, that. Uh, to play some some of the major you know towns in here in california so definitely la one one in orange county one in san diego county and maybe up north maybe uh san francisco or something maybe uh, and then you know play a few shows before then yeah good so what's it like getting a band back together do you have to go to like 18 year olds and like ask them permission to open up for them or <laughs> i'm sure <just joking. laughs> <laughs> um that hasn't happened yet but um if it comes i mean that's that's going to happen yeah i'm fine with that um, yeah because we're at this point you know we, we just we all a lot of us came back together because we're like we're not done yeah we we still want to play music and so whatever that really takes i mean we'll do it i mean cool. and uh, and we have no it's you know in reality like when we show up the first fest we're not going to have in reality not the whole crowd sure yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> i mean there's gonna be a select you know, amount of people there that, that will know us and appreciate it. And hopefully the rest of the crowd does, hopefully. Yeah. But it's, we look at it and then Zach was talking about this where, uh, so we were here, we were around uh, and, and we got, you know, a certain amount of people to know us, but because we kind of dropped off a little early, there's no real, real definition about who we potentially can be. Right. It's really, really open. And so uh, I look forward to that, to kind of like, um kind of when we when you finally play um you know hope you know it's just gonna be a, hopefully a, a really cool version of us that uh definitely i over the years especially it's been more than a decade or so um i i, I personally developed a, a songwriter a songwriting mode where i'm really happy with my the stuff i've been churning out so um i know that whatever we're coming out with, I, I personally will be happy with. 
Good. For sure. Yeah. And I'm going to know, I'm going to make sure that we're, the way we sound is the way, you know, I, I, I perceive in my head, but, you know, <laughs> but, but, but also with consideration, everyone else, because I, sure. I want everyone to have their hand in it and also their opinion too. Yeah. Because yeah. we're all in together as a team. It's, 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 yeah, it's, it's no, it's not a one man show or anything like that. Um, you know, I definitely can't never do it by myself anyway, you know, but, um, well, speaking yeah. of who, who, who was in, uh, stairwell 3.0, this this new version of stairwell here. Okay. Um, actually this, we would say, uh, <laughs> what is it? What, what version I, call, we? I call it stairwell 3.0. We should probably call it 4.0. Okay. Because there is a generation in between. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that is where I, I really completely went with the band to yeah. sound a very not a bad tangent, but a very like what the heck were were where were you going with this? <laughs> um it's a EP that we finished. Uh it's it's called Well Well Well. And um I don't know, do you guys have that either? There's an unreleased stairwell EP? Yeah. I did what? not know that. Yeah. I will I, I will send that to you. I okay. Think that, oh wow, I'm excited <laughs> about all this new music. I know, me too. <laughs> yeah. But this is really pavement esque sound. Okay. Oh. Um, which is weird. So you would yeah. never, with you guys, I mean, knowing you guys know what the other stir, <laughs> the other stir <laughs> was. Um, yeah. So we have this five song EP, um, and it was around just for a little bit, but kind of disbanded. We had a girl bass player, and cool. she was awesome. Um, but uh, I, you know, with the reasons why I left the original stairwell. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I try to continue on with these guys, but I still wasn't the same place as I was. I was personally. Yeah. So that eventually, you know, you know, uh, you know, uh, ended as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So there's there's a another generation between uh, from what you guys know to to now too. So okay. That <laughs> I will send that to you. It's quite interesting. Well, that yeah, I'm excited. Um, and that actually, um, we got hooked up recording at Capitol Records, um, the studio over there. Okay. That's definitely yeah. memorable, right? Uh, yeah, for sure. So, um, but now, but coming up now to what the new lineup is. So, uh, the core is definitely it's still me, Zach, Zach Schultz, and then me, cool. uh, which I think is the only way. You know, like um, he was the other like vocalist and face, you know, mm-hmm. the frontman kind of with me. So we had to have it. I mean, he was he's definitely definitely a key. Um, person in the band he is yeah like i i don't believe the stairwell wouldn't be you know for whatever it is it's, it wouldn't be without him for sure so like he, he had to be in the band otherwise this couldn't be for it yeah for sure. yeah so we're the only two of that um that uh, you know that stairwell that you guys know of um that are still in the band no okay. more tim no more aaron no more sean you know we have we haven't been in contact with uh sean and, and aaron in a long time uh and then Tim, I just—he's so busy with being a lawyer, attorney that <laughs> I'm not gonna even go there, you know. Um, right. But he's still a good guy. I still talk to him. Uh, and then, so we have Justice as a drummer. Cool. Yeah. Which I—I have—I su- I suspect that he only joined the band because we're playing Furnace Fest. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and um, and then bass player is Jeff Jackaway from Unashamed. Wow. So, yeah. And uh, 
and then we have Andy. He's been in a few bands. I, I should have known his other band that he because they got on Island. Um, but he's he's a quint, he he he's been in our he's parallel he's been in our scene that and parallel us for a long time. I just I I just never knew him. And then Zach he he knows this guy Andy from like eight okay. years ago. And so Zach just said, hey, you know, uh, I I think we still need that other third guitar. I'm like, yeah, yeah whatever. I mean, you know, I just want to play, and, and I guess the more the merrier, I guess. And <laughs> I, I was think I was just thinking we we're gonna play as a four piece, but um, she's like, no, I, I would think it'd be cool if we had you know an extra person in it. And I'm like, yeah, totally fine, whatever. And so, <laughs> but it turns out like this guy Andy is amazing, like super talented. Um, you know, he's kind of he kind of took the lead of in uh, lead of our social media and stuff and kind of like directing you know putting us you know sitting up putting us in the right direction oh, very cool things in that aspect and um and he's an awesome musician as well i mean great all-around person so really nice awesome guy i'm really glad he's a part of it and and really keen like really really springing it forward helping us you know uh get back to where we are now so awesome yeah well, so um I want to take a few minutes and talk about some of your other projects that have come over the years, uh, BS for Bridgie and My Compatriots. Okay. So, um, BS Bridgie is no longer, mm -hmm. that was, uh, that was, that's an old project. Uh, right. With, the, um, yeah, that just, just disbanded. Um, okay. the singer didn't want to move forward. Um, well, I happened to be in close, uh, relations with it we are now um, no longer acquainted with each other so okay. and that was a female friend of the band uh and um and then my compatriots uh that's something i that's also kind of just it's disbanded as well just okay. because there's a lot of history involved with that band that i was developing over 10 years that uh because i'm kind of in a new this past couple of years i've been kind of in a new transition in my life right now and um so with that, I'm that band, my creatures, I'm kind of just leaving behind as well. Okay. And stuff. So Ed, so I started a, a new band called uh, um, the Concrete Slabs. And <laughs> okay. yeah, and so that's that's my side project along with Stairwell. Okay. And so um, and the idea is just uh, whenever Stairwell is to you know everyone's busy with their personal lives. Um, I'll be pushing that. Cool. So we'll be seeing that a lot more. And that is kind of, uh, it might, it's, it's definitely has a lot of, uh, electronic influence in it, in it only just because of the idea of just kind of being more independent. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I can just show up to a coffee shop and I can just have a background background thing playing. And so it's, it's with that idea of kind of independent, but I mean, it's definitely open to a full band if, if, if the opportunity arises. Yeah. So I have that and I'm going to keep that going so I can be busy musically. But although I, I have these tons of, tons of other projects I want to do <laughs> a one-time thing. Like, um, I can have this like uh, <laughs> Beach Boy sounding project called Pacific <laughs> Notebook that uh, I do. And, and But that one, the Concrete Slab is like probably the main thing I'm going to push. And then, you know, on the side, but stairwell, like, uh, I really want to push that. I think it has, it, it's its second chance and new life to, mm -hmm. to really kind of, uh, kind of, we never got our chance to really kind of 
show who we, uh, show who we really were. Mm-hmm. I think this is our chance now to do it. You know, oh, cool. um, and and so with that second chance, I want to take advantage of that. I mean, with with this uh, festival alone has brought a lot of attention to us already. Right. Yeah. You know, this even leading up to it, with all these fans of other bands, you know, checking out who's on the roster, and then you know, like obviously, like our you know our IG and all that stuff. The numbers are just following and skyrocketed for sure. And I could imagine just during and after what that can be. I just wanted to get advantage of that. Yeah. And um, I, everyone, I, you know, so we were, we're definitely being, we're not just around for a reunion. We're definitely around indefinitely until everyone <laughs> decides to give it up. It, <laughs> I think it will I think it'll be on better circumstances where we're just like, okay, we're too old now. <laughs> you know? yeah. that's how I, I that's how i ideally see it um so we definitely uh, want to consistently play shows and, and put out records because you know just for the love of it yeah. and and that uh, um and then just go from there uh, so I, I definitely i personally want to keep it around as yeah. uh, around for as long as possible um and then just put out good, just good music people can enjoy you know they can it's snappy you know, <laughs> agreed. Yes, uh, and 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 then with the approach to the new music, it's because before when I was going through whatever crisis I was going through, um, it's it's definitely along the lines of just something I know everyone's going to enjoy. I'm not trying to prove anything. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I just just know I need to prove that I'm just right. I'm a much healthier place to be in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just hey, this is my route. It's going to be fun here we go so cool well cool so uh to wrap up here we wanted to ask you and i think i warned you about this top christian albums of the 90s oh (laughs) give us a couple at least yeah well what did you really like back in the day all right so the the first band that's that the most quality music uh sonic wise and like hands down the starflyer for tonight Okay. okay. Yeah. Nice. Favorite record of all this, this whole scene, the whole existence of everything. Uh, Starfire, the Silver Album. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Start yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> like above of all the other artists uh, in it, uh, that's my most top favorite one. Uh, and then uh, Sixpence None the Richer. Okay. Ooh, yeah. Which album? Def- yeah. Definitely giant influence. Like. I still want to start a band with a female singer. Yeah. I, I did before. It's just, you know, unfortunately it, you know, it ceased. And yeah. so watch out for that one. I definitely want to push that one. I, <laughs> um, so Suspense Non Rich is definitely one of my top favorites for sure. Um, and let's see what else going down the line here. Um, I was a big fan of Plank Guy one time. Okay. But, but, I, but my taste changed, so we have to push that back. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I, I was that, that, I definitely enjoy them a lot. Um, yeah, those are the top two I can think quality-wise. Um, um, on top of my head, that that definitely uh, had a big influence on me, and just highly respect. Yeah, yeah, those are good. They are. Yeah. I I agree. You know that that with everything that I love, Tooth and Nail may have been worth it for Starflyer '59, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> and. Yeah. Then, yeah, and they're they're respected in so many other, you know, uh, not scenes or whatever you want, you know, yeah. people outside of the art, the tooth and nail scene that 
you're really well respected and it's, it's really quality music and yeah and they've been all over the place you know like like i'm 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 member of a few facebook like shoegaze groups and every once in a while someone gets on there is like have you guys heard this uh this christian band from the 90s yeah exactly you know? yeah <laughs> <laughs> right yeah yeah a lot of, like yeah I, I do follow some of those um shoegaze things and, and you know and they talk about just general bands and and then starfire a lot uh, consistently comes up yeah exactly you know? uh, this is such a good record and you know, i'm glad that i was able to be at the same studio that they recorded that i just <laughs> i really want to study i wish there was some kind of like like how you guys break down the record like how did they how that record come about right mm, you know? yeah how they track it what apps they used but you know Me unfortunately <laughs> the guy that produced it passed away you know uh, so there's yeah. those that's that all we can only know is ask the original band you know they were there like how they did it i think that maybe they, they might have something somewhere where they explain it but i wish there was a more yeah. depth and thing. i i've i've read interviews um where they've been asked and they just they don't remember those early albums you know like what they were doing so it's just yeah, yeah, so it's, it's probably just a big blur to them you know <laughs> yeah yeah i believe that i believe that too yeah all right jonathan well thank you very much this has been a yeah, this has been really it's been fun really fun <laughs> yeah no thank you for having me um what do you call it uh yeah it was just thank you for having me on it's nice talking to you guys it was a pleasure yeah. uh oh yeah i wanted to bring up i remember listening to uh the one that the breakdown of Pacific Standard Time. So there's one thing I had to tell okay, you. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Please. So um, I remember you guys were talking about, and this is in. So how I remember I emphasized the the Hearts and Chevy song was directly about someone I know. Mm-hmm. So the other two, the distant relationship ones. Yes. Uh, yes. So I had to tell you because <laughs> I was like, no, they're not about me. I had to say that. Um, oh. Yeah. There's it's it's uh, my like. Uh, they're about my friends that were in one and because i'm the one that everyone wants to go to cry to <laughs> on, uh, i i would hear all of it yeah I, all their oh, whole experience okay so their experiences one of them is my cousin we had a long distance relationship going on mm-hmm. so this, their stories were embedded in my head mm-hmm. and so being the best friend or you know whatever i'm always there to listen to them no matter what two in the morning whatever you know what i mean <laughs> yes so their experiences were just embedded in my head and so they had to come out musically and so therefore the ones that do talk about long distance relationship i've never had one honestly yeah. um those were about other people's relationships but you know so those are all, all written through my perspective of hearing them crying on my shoulder about oh. their heartbreak. Well, you you observe their heartbreak well because they come across. Yeah, <laughs> very, I had to say because other people were like, John had a long distance relationship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and I do have tend to tend to do that. Um, I I do write stuff from my own experience as well. Yeah, but but also uh, I feel like I I also feel like. Uh, Propelled, uh, compelled to to write other you know other people's stories from my perspective as well um so yeah so i do that too cool. <laughs> all right yeah, yeah thank all you guys right. appreciate it and it's awesome so it's so awesome to hear people breaking down you know the positives of of the stuff i did it's it's such a it's such a treat and it's, it's awesome uh, you guys are you guys are awesome and 
really fair assessment. Uh, the, the other one in closing, I loved how you guys uh, were making fun of my bass tone for uh, for the, the bloodshed uh, EP. Yeah, um, yeah, it was he had it was just some sort of weird compression on it. And that would strength, make sense. Yeah, the strings that you know I was playing on the high notes, and so it did sound kind of cowboyish. Yeah, compression will do that. It was, it was it, that, that was fun. I, I <laughs> But yeah, cool. Yeah, thank you guys. It's, it's hey. awesome. Your show show is great. Your other your oh, analysis you. about the other bands are and, and the conversations are, are very entertaining and awesome. And it's cool keeping on doing what you guys are doing. The shows. Thank you. Good. Yeah, oh, thanks, mean, man. We appreciate from, it. From, from me, thank you very much for uh, for bloodshed and stairwell. They've uh, they've been. <laughs> very important in my life and 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 you know we've we've said this before but you know we 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 call our podcast your music saved us because music is one of those things that's kind of always there for you you know and yeah. oh yes Indeed. and it's <laughs> yeah yeah you're welcome and, and thank you too as well you know for you guys being out there too and appreciating the music cool. you know and, and loving the music uh it's it's it's, it's def- that's a very important part of it all too there's yeah. people that make it and there's people that appreciate it and that also uh that that's the whole like circle of it, you know. It's yeah. really important, so it's cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, so um, people can find you on Facebook, on Instagram. Um, yeah. You've got the new single up on Bandcamp. Yes. Oh no, actually, it's it's now on um, your your normal platforms. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, available. And um, Pacific Standard Time and the Sound of Change will be coming out on streaming platforms in early june yeah all right early june yeah and then of course furnace fest and keep an eye out for for stairwell coming to uh to somewhere probably else yeah. right mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> right. We'll, we'll be playing everywhere and um as much as we can and a bunch of new material for sure that's coming cool. out for sure you got merch out yet that is uh pending okay <laughs> that is pending that will be out though all right, we, we got to have it out for the for the festival for sure. Yeah, let, let Jay know so you can buy a t-shirt. There we oh, go. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> we'll send you guys out. For sure. awesome. music, I, I said I was going to send out. So. <laughs> oh, cool. cool. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Your Music Saved Us. If you enjoyed your time with us, please leave us a review or share this episode. Visit patreon.com slash YMSU to contribute and get extended episodes. Visit our website, yourmusicsavedus.com, to find out all the ways to listen. We're on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. And you can join our Facebook group or follow us to keep up with the latest or interact with us. Send complaints and disagreements to yourmusicsavedus at gmail.com. All right, hope you all enjoyed that uh, conversation with Jonathan. Uh, he's a fun guy and um, passionate about music and, and uh, such a great, I mean, great songwriter. So, at least to me. Maybe I just happen to agree with his songwriting style. I don't know. Absolutely. <laughs> and go see them at Furnace Fest, Fest guys. You're going. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. All right. Well, thank you guys. Have a good evening or day, Thanks, everybody. night, whatever Bye. you want to have. <laughs>